At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare hi i'm michael rapaport and i'm kibi rapaport and together we're hosting rapaport's Rappaport's reality Podcast. podcast We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Oh, you found us all right. It is Visa's primetime action on a Monday night from the South Point. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, the well-coiffed Matt Brown, I should point out. Kelly Bidlin is here as well. Quite the weekend, gentlemen. Quite the weekend. It was fun. It was fun. Everything that we, uh, you know, listen, not only did the lights turn on this morning at my house, unlike last week, whenever I had to, whenever I had to like borrow electricity from next door. A little dark over there. Yeah, but. I was able to go out and get new fancy light bulbs. Go, I got the LED light bulbs Ooh, for my very, house. So not only did nice. the lights come on, I upgraded. I upgraded the light bulbs. Real very big nice. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing: we, you know, it, we tell you when we lose. We tell you when we win. We also don't get cocky when we win. So we 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 keep it low key. But it went about as well as it could have gone. It and, went about as well as it could have gone. And not only with the bets, but also explanations about bets. Particularly, may I just give you a shout here? Your your theory as to how the Bears would keep Justin Fields under wraps and how even if they tried to not keep him under wraps, how that would go, that was spot on. We could we could almost start there. That it was, was a nice coast job. That was a good coast job. Yeah. Didn't really ever have to worry about that one, especially the under. We never had to that was never even in, that was never even in question. That would probably be the easiest bet of the year. Yeah. yeah that was one of those where we were sitting there like you knew about seven minutes into that game, you're like 
They are not scoring points in this game. They're not scoring any points in this game. 47 total yards <laughs> for the Chicago Bears. 47. I'm going to call it right now. We, we'll go the rest of the year. We won't see a, a number like that. 47. One passing yard when you add in all the sack yardage lost. One passing yard. That's 68 minus 67. Carry the one. You guys. Any, yes. Yeah. Math, 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 math. It's yes. one. Horrible. He was sacked. Justin Fields was sacked nine times. The rookie record is 11. Greg McElroy, who's been on this program, yeah. nine. I heard them say that. Bring it up. Ferris like, oh, Greg, drop right sorry, there. man. Miles <laughs> Garrett had half of them, four and a half. That was nuts. We need we need the Ferris Bueller drop right there. Nine yeah. times. Nine, like, times. nine times. Your son has been absent nine times. But that that Browns teaser leg, one of a bevy of them that all got home. Look at that right there. Let's flash this up. Whether we started with the Panthers on Thursday night, remember that was probably the sweatiest of the sweats. Mm-hmm. Bills got there for me and Kelly. Ravens, if you took that, I did not got there. Uh, in, you know, fabulous fashion. Cardinals got there. Should have never been closed. Just mentioned the Browns. Vikings got there. Easy peasy. Uh, if you had the Rams part of the Bucks teaser, Kiniella, then you got there. If you had the Bucks part, that did not. Did not get there. Earlier in the week. And uh, if you had the Chiefs, though I was on the Chargers, so this really didn't apply to me. I never really thought about this one. Chiefs, I guess, was a loss, too. I don't know if any of us had that, though. No. Yeah. No. Nope. So, by and large, the W's are really plentiful. And here's the thing. We were not alone. In, the, in those contests, we went 4-1 and one in primetime action with our, uh, our Circa Millions contest entry. 3-2. We went 3-2? Yeah, we like went I said, we went 3-2. and two. <laughs> So, we're probably behind the eight ball. Didn't we say we went 4-1 and one yesterday? What did we lose on? We lost on the Bucks and... Oh, did we end up taking the Bucs? Okay, we take I, the for, I forgot Patriots. about that. And the Patriots. And the Patriots. I forgot about I, the Bucs. Yeah. I, I forgot that we so, took that. So we actually did worse than most people, I think. Most people probably went 4-1 and one yesterday. It was a bad day for the books, but primarily because of those teaser legs. Yeah, and, and listen, this is one of the things that we're not shy about here, and I was texting with Kelly back and forth yesterday about this, is, you know, I have said this, said this all last year whenever we were on the show. I'll continue to say this. I, you're... The guy that you're probably listening to at, on some website or on some show or something like that like, doesn't bet like me and doesn't bet yep. probably like Kelly or even like Gil. Like we, I'm not afraid at all to bet outside of what people think is the norm. I'm not afraid to bet outside of what people think is even the right thing to do and mm-hmm. all that because, I mean, the right thing for me and the right thing for what has worked for me for a while – might not work for other people. There, there might, and certainly for them, and they might think it's wrong, and it might not work for them, and that's perfectly fine because what they're doing probably doesn't work for me, you know. Like, right. and, and so I don't, I don't think anything's wrong, right? It's just you find kind of what what works for you, and you know, we're we're able to kind of exploit this little thing. That, by the way. <laughs> Pulling back the curtain, Gil and I know uh, a long time, long time bookmaker here who uh, yes. has let us know that that teasers are not his favorite thing in the whole wide world yeah. and, and and all that and and you know it's one of those things that we're going to take advantage of it as long as they're going to let us do it and you know it's very very tough. Gil says it all the time to beat this at one ten. And the NFL is very, very tough to beat at 110. And if you're able to manipulate stuff where you feel like you're getting some sort of edge, if you're able to manipulate things to where you can feel more confident going into a bet, then, you know, I'm all for it. How about the three fantastic finishes yesterday? First of all, Baltimore beating Detroit with Justin Tucker's NFL record 66-yard field goal that hit the crossbar, bounced off the crossbar and threw with no time left on the clock. That after Lamar Jackson and the Ravens converted a fourth and 19 after the Lions had the go-ahead field goal with just over a minute left, and then a delay of game 
non-call, if the CBS clock on your screen was synced up with the actual play clock, and there's no evidence to suggest that it Correct. wasn't, then it should have been a delay of game. So a 4th and 19 conversion, a delay of game that wasn't, and then a 66-yarder, an NFL record 66-yarder that bounced off the crossbar and in, we had a debate yesterday. What was the bigger survivor win for people? That Ravens win against the Lions or the Henry Ruggs pass from Derek Carr against the Jets last year? And I think because the three things had to happen this year that this was more incredible. I mean, I'll fully admit, if you're the Lions, you didn't really do anything wrong. I mean, you didn't. You, you didn't really do anything wrong because I understand they had to convert that big long deal. But I mean, if you're setting yourself up for a guy to attempt a 66-yard field, you didn't do anything wrong. It's no. just... You just happen to run into the greatest guy to ever kick a football that's ever happened in the history of, the, of, and of if, humankind. And if anyone should have that record, it should be him. Yeah, and and yeah. he said, and another guy that's like, you know, again, he's fairly humble considering, again, there's there's like, we throw around like goat all the time in, in NBA and like whatever and also that guy's the goat that that's a that is a no brainer right there like I, that's I, a that's a no brainer. I always say Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, and Novak Djokovic are better at tennis than anybody is at anything. In the you can Justin Justin Tucker is little fady in that conversation, but he's not out of that conversation. Yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah. But, but as far as like being unquestioned, though, yes. like he is just unquestioned. Like yeah. you can debate Jordan and LeBron, and you know whatever you all take your blue in the face. If you want to debate, you know, eventually Patrick Mahomes and Brady and all these, like fine. You there's that guy's the goat, like period. Like yeah. there is no no question. And even after the deal, he's like, yeah, I was I was short in practice. I was short yeah. in warmups. Like, I mean, like he, he didn't. He, he was like pulling back the curtain too. He was like, yeah, I was short in warmups. Like I mean, yeah. it was like two different. He goes both ways. I was short in warmups. He's like, I just found an extra yard and a half somehow. This I don't know if you guys caught Drew Brees of the Sunday Night Football pregame show, but he broke that down a little bit, and he was like, he broke down him making that kick, and he and he does this little hop step before yeah, like a, a center crow fielder step. does, to like yeah. throw in. That was a great catch by Breeze, it and he's was. like, he doesn't do this in his normal kicking motion. He knew he needed a little he extra. He needed an extra yard or two on it. And if so you, that was did, pretty cool. Did you see the video from the from the fan and in like it's sitting yes. at the like forty yard line? Crazy. That ball didn't look like it was going to get there at all. And, and then, it, it's, it's such a weird feel. Like Matt and I were, te- we, we were, you know, we were all texting about this all yesterday. But like, okay, we've got Browns futures. I've got under on the Ravens alternate win total. But like I don't know, there was still part of you that was like, okay, that was really cool to watch, I, and like Justin Tucker same, like, amazing. had the same feeling. It's amazing, the, the same feel. Like I am so heavy on all these Browns futures, and uh, and like even that going through, I was kind of like, I'm all right with that. Like, I, I was cool okay with see. it. Like you guys said, Justin Tucker's the guy who deserves to have that yeah. record, anyways. Like I, I mean. You would think that's going to stand for a long time. You would think. Oh, no, you would think. Unless there is ever some weird deal where there's like a 12-mile-an-hour tailwind or something mm, like, yeah, you know, no. like in a stadium or something, and like you get one of those opportunities. But the thing is, is and which we'll we'll get to a little bit later, is those opportunities just are so few and far between. Oh. That's why a record like that might actually stand for a really long time because you just – don't line up for 66 yarders very often, or or unless you're Cliff King or 68 yarders. <laughs> you're like, you know, I think this might be a good idea from cool 68 call, at Cliff, the end of the yeah, half. Cool call. You see, you do that at the end of the game, Cliff, not at the end of the yeah. first half. That was awesome too. Jamal Agnew's 109 yard field goal return for a touchdown, a la Iron Bowl, a la Iron Bowl, Auburn and Alabama so many years ago. That's the only reason why that score was even close, really, between Arizona and the Jaguars. Though, thank you, Trevor Lawrence, for the pick six, the really bad pick six in the third quarter for Cardinals backers. Uh, The three fantastic finishes, though, we talked, uh, again, Detroit, Baltimore. The other two, 
Chargers and the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes again with another bad second consecutive week, another bad pick late. Actually, last week it was the third quarter that changed the game, and the Chiefs had the game in hand. This time it's with 155 left. It was the Chiefs' fourth turnover of the game. They had they had uh, turnovers on their first three possessions of the game, staked the Chargers to a lead, but the Chiefs had gotten back in this, and then with 155 left, the Mahomes pick, which once again, the Chargers didn't attempt to like advance the ball after the pick. That was a weird thing with a couple of their picks yesterday. But then... The Chargers end up with this phenomenally weird situation where it's fourth and fourth, the KC 31, with 48 seconds left, and they line up to go for it in a tie game. Then they get a false start, and fourth and nine at the KC 36 with 48 seconds left. They decide, we're going to go for it again. P.I. On, on the D, by the way, flags on P.I. all day yesterday. We're just a scourge, but that one was legit. First and 10, they just kept passing. 16-yarder to Williams and a four-yard touchdown pass to Mike Williams with 32 seconds left. And you're just like, I don't know what I'm watching, but good on the Chargers. They, oh, they got I mean, away with it. But there were another one. Like, they 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 were lucky they got away with that. Right? Yes. They, I mean, you're, you're, you had a situation to run the clock down, kick a game-winning field goal, or, like, run the clock down, and if you get in the end zone, great. Why are you throwing a fade? I'll on, never, I'll, I'll never understand goal? what they were doing. <laughs> like, throwing a fade. Catch a touchdown to give Mahomes 37 seconds or something on the clock. I, I was so confused. I'm like, what are you guys doing out there? I, there, was a lot of, there was a lot of bad coaching decisions yesterday. There were a lot of coaches that got away with bad coaching. Brandon Staley got away with it for sure. Cliff Kingsbury got away with that 68-yard Matt Prater kick. Um, There was a bunch. You know who didn't get away with what they did? And we'll talk about it after the break. The Niners at the end of that game. I'm not sure they did anything particularly wrong. But they might have done something a little more wrong than the Lions did. We'll get into that. We'll get into the whole uh, slate of games also from yesterday. There are other things to talk about. Uh, but what it, what was a banner betting day when all is said and done with all those teaser legs getting home that we had. We'll do fruit baskets as well. And we'll talk about prop watch tonight's game between the Eagles and the Cowboys. By the way, if you're wondering, hey, what about the baseball? Yeah, there's only two games left today. Yeah, we'll talk about that too. It's Beeson's Primetime Action. Settle in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. 
Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit Visa.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits, yet another way that Visa is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Prop Watch. Oh, that extra whisper in there. I don't remember that one happening. Gil, Matt, and Kelly, by the way. Tonight, Eagles, Cowboys. This has stayed three and a half pretty much the whole way through. Favorite the Cowboys at Dallas tonight. Uh, gets underway a little more than an hour from now. We'll be here watching that. We got some pre-flop plays to talk about. We also have some, uh, perhaps some in-game bets to uh, exploit if they become available. All right, Matt. Player passing props. Prescott versus Hurts. Dax passing guards at 301 and a half. Jalen's at 243 and a half. Touchdowns, two and a half for, for uh, Dak, one and a half for Jalen Hurts, although Dak's uh, two and a half is heavily juiced to the under. And then the interception standard, half for Dax's juiced pretty much to the under as well. Anything here? Yeah, I mean, I didn't play it. I didn't play it because the uh, the juice had gotten out of control by the time I, I looked at it today. But the, the Dak Prescott under two and a half, I think, is at least fairly solid because when you do look at the – when you when you look at the Cowboys, they they are definitely not afraid to run in the red zone. They're certainly not afraid to run whenever they get down there close. And the other thing about there's a couple of different things that also that lend a little bit towards them maybe running as opposed to passing. So Gallup is on IR. You got Amari Cooper who's dealing with a cracked rib issue. So now you're really down to kind of one one receiver in the in the area down there. And I mean, listen, you've got two really good running backs. I, it, to me, I understand why it's completely. You know, out of control now on the under on the two and a half. If you played that earlier, good on you. If you have a number out there that's better than the minus two hundred, maybe that's something that you would go 
and go ahead and play. But as far as the yardage, it's I'm within I'm within like eight yards on a as, as a projection for both guys. So not a play for me either way, which is probably why you see this juice not moved at all. It's basically it's still 115 on both sides with this because I think those lines are are pretty darn accurate when it comes down to it. What about the let's go to rushing next uh, before passing? Let's let's do that. Let's see if we have anything here at all. Um, these are the rushing props, rushing yards, Miles Sanders, the high mark for the Eagles, Zeke as well at 61 and a half. Both of those guys, Tony Pollard's a little further down 33 and a half Jalen hurts wedged in between the Eagles quarterback at 54 and a half Dak all the way down at 12 and a half. And then rushing and receiving yards. We have the combined prop as well for miles Zeke and Pollard. Yeah. So I played the. I did play the over. It's not on here, but I played the over on Tony Pollard attempts um, as well on rush yards. I mean, on, on rushing, because here's the deal. So his it was sitting at seven and a half. If you look what's going on with Pollard right now. So week one, he played 23% of the snaps. Week two, he played 34% of the snaps. And so I think they saw, or at least are finally giving into what you and I mm-hmm. have been talking about for on this show for a year now, yeah. is that, listen, if he's not if he's not better, he's certainly not a downgrade at all from Zeke. And so there's no reason in the world to just keep going Zeke, Zeke, Zeke over and over and over again and get him tired and all that. He might as well just split this up. So you see him with a big snap increase in week two. I don't see any reason why he shouldn't get more snaps here in week three as well. After what we saw last week, I think he actually goes ahead and gets that. As um, And so, look, I the number has risen. So this thing opened at 29.5 on Pollard on the rushing yards. I certainly would have played that for sure. Um, but now that we've gotten up to 33.5, you're starting to get into that weird territory, you know, with everything where – you know, okay, if he does get the eight carries that I'm talking about that he might that he needs, eight or nine carries, now you need him to average at least over four yards to get you home. So it's gotten a little bit it's gotten a little bit out of control there for, as far as that goes. But I like Pollard I have Pollard well, we'll see it on the on the next uh on the next slide here. But I, I like Pollard from a receiving standpoint as well. All right. yeah, I don't know where exactly the yards are gonna come from, Matt, but I agree with you. We see we're seeing the touches come up, uh go up each week. So I, I played only pop I played tonight was Pollard uh, rushing plus receiving yards. I did play over that 60 and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I don't know if they're going to work him in the receiving game or the rushing game where he's going to get the majority of those touches at. It's not really like, you know, if you bet the, uh, you know, rushing receiving, they're both going to be less and then instead of when you add them together. But I, I like the rushing plus receiving. I think he's, I think he could, he's one of those guys. He's so quick too. one, you know, one catch or one open hole. He's, I mean, he's gone for 60 yards. So yeah. he kind of, that's where I'm like, I'm, I'm fine playing over 60 and a half rushing plus receiving. And however he gets to it, that's, yeah. that's fine with me. And, and the, the reason I played the receiving as well, I mean, he's, he's become, unless they, you know, unless they change, which they might, but I mean, he's become the two minute guy as well. So you get to the end of a half and you, you know, he's the guy that's out on the field. It's not Zeke. So you get those little dump offs. If the defense is playing soft, you get like, it, it, there's several ways for him to get home here. If the Cowboys happen to get really down in this game, I don't think that's going to happen, but if it could, then it, it gets really down. Then Zeke hits the sideline as well. It becomes Pollard. So there's, I think there's just several different paths to victory here for, for kind of Pollard overs tonight. All right, to those receiving props, C.D. Lamb at the top with 84.5. Amari Cooper cracked a ribbon all at 74.5. High mark for the Eagles is Heisman Trophy winner Devontae Smith, 58.5. There's Pollard down there at 20.5. Yeah, I took the over on Pollard, 20.5. Like I said, just explained, 
I just think he's going to be on the field a little bit more tonight. And also, I think there's other paths to victory for us here. There's other ways that this gets home. Dallas gets down. Dallas, you know, gets the ball in, you know, two minutes left in the half or two minutes left in the game, whatever it might be. He needs to run run fast, run, run quickly. He's the guy that's going to be out on the field. He's the guy that that does all that. And plus, it just is part of his normal rotation. Like I said, I mean, he got in over a third of the snaps last week. So, Really do like that one a ton. The C.D. Lamb number was way lower yesterday. It is way higher today. It makes all the sense in the world. Cooper's going to go, but he's dealing with a – I mean, look, he's dealing with a cracked rib, right? I mean, I can only imagine that is oh. uncomfortable. As a man with a floating rib, yes. you would know. I can only imagine it's uncomfortable <laughs> because, I mean, you know, you get hit in the ribs a lot. Oh, play yeah. football, I'm you told. know, so yeah, yeah, that's what I'm told too. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I like the CD lamb stuff, but I played, um, I played receptions on CD lamb actually. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So and, as opposed to the actual, uh, yardage, I went ahead with, re, with, uh, receptions. There was a book here in town that had the six and a half up that gave plus money on it. So I actually have this not much, not much over this with a projection, but two different things. One, I'm getting plus money. Second, I'm playing in, I just, Pointing into what I think is actually going to happen in the game. And listen, uh, again, I think that Amari Cooper, over, over last week, you kind of saw this rib obviously was bothering him. He wasn't as big a part of the offense. And you can even see in his props, his receiving prop was only five and a half. So his his reception total was actually lower, you know, than C.D. Lamb. And so you start to look at, you start to add things up here. Should play at a higher pace as well. C.D. Lamb has 24 targets through two games already. So trying to get me to that that seven there for some plus money. On Lamb is uh, the receptions. I like that a lot. All right. If you're wondering, like, hey, Gil, what are you on? I saw what Kelly and uh, Matt's bets are. I'm on Brandon Nakashima to beat Fabio Fanini in San Diego. Seriously. That's uh, not football. Unapologetically. <laughs> Sorry. Spends the same. Um, you wanted to say something else about the Chargers and the Chiefs. Yeah. So I, if you go back and you, you kind of look, I mean, listen, this was a close law, and, and it was the, the reason I bought in on on the Chiefs here coming into, into week four. If you look at that, it was a close loss to a very to a very to a very good team. And this Charger team is not bad. This is this is a good Chargers team with four turnovers, right? I mean, it's a yes. four turnover game and you lose on a last minute score. You know, and, and I mean that's the thing here. If the Chiefs can kind of clean things up a little bit, I mean, you're looking at a, a weird fumble from Tyreek Hill. You're looking at another fumble from CEH. One of the picks that Mahomes threw is just well, he was being cute. Like, I didn't there was no need for him to throw the no look. And then, so the guy who's not a real receiving guy didn't really, wasn't really ready for it. And then by the time he saw it coming, it tips off his hands and there's a pick there. So like three of the, three of the turnovers are kind of like, it's, you know, weird things are going to happen. Well, all three of those first ones, the, uh, the Mahomes, no look, the Clyde Edwards, Alaire fumble and the Tyreek Hill fumble. Tyreek was the third. Mm -hmm. All of them were either in the red zone or just outside yeah. of the red zone. So it's like they were long drives. Now, the last one was Patrick Mahomes yeah. game changer. Ultimately, that wasn't inside the red zone, but that was for, for all the marbles at the end. So all of them were like hugely consequential. Yeah. And so I, I'm, you know, I, I think whenever you look at this, yeah, it's a loss. And yeah, they're one and two and, and, and all that. I mean, they just clean things up a little bit and, and they're going to be, they're going to be fine. I mean, it was one of those, you know, one of those things where I, I told you guys that I hated the bet that I had on the Chiefs it's sitting at six and a half. And the thing was, is the news came out that Bosa was going to play. Frank Clark wasn't going to play. And it was still sitting there on the seven. Yeah. And I was just like, all right, I'm going to take the char- Chargers at seven, you yeah. know, and just like, hopefully I can push one win one. It didn't happen, you know, so I lose the juice. But um, 
it, it was one of those it was one of those things where look, you they get healthy on defense, maybe figure a couple of things out, maybe you know, maybe they have to change schemes just a little bit to to try and get what you know their deficiencies under control, but the offense is still going to be the offense, and you're not get these. You know, you're going to get four turnover games very often from this from this unit. So I, I'm not too incredibly concerned about the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I'm not either. I had the yeah. Chargers yesterday, but that was one mm-hmm. of the again on guessing lines last week. I like the Chargers. I like the Cardinals. Those are my first instincts. By the way, my first instincts, and we'll get to all the lines later uh, for Week Four later on the show. But my first instincts this week were the Ravens and the Lions. Wait, the Ravens? No, that was last week. The Lions and the uh, yeah, and the Ravens this coming week. That's right. Those two lines seemed a little off to me, but we'll get to that later on the show. We'll talk about the third fantastic finish in a bit, too, between the Packers and the Niners coming up. And, of course, Tampa Bay and the Rams, the marquee game yesterday. We'll do that as well. But Fruit Baskets next. All who helped us win bets. We'll talk about those next on VEASAN's Primetime Action. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your Visa free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to Visa.com data and analysis. You get everything Visa has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. That's vcin.com slash subscribe. And now it's time for Fruit Baskets. Some bets are just more fruitful than others. Let's find out who deserves a fruit basket of their own for helping the primetime action crew win this weekend. Voiced expertly by a star of uh, ESPN, the Ocho, Adam Candy. Always want to give him juice for that. Just in case this thing is starting, mm-hmm. let's. I, I want to hit this. So someone has tweeted in that you said your tennis pick too fast. Oh. Is uh, there? Is there? Can you, can you repeat? Pardon me. In uh, a slower cadence here. About an hour from now. Okay. Brandon Nakashima will be taking on Fabio Fanini in San Diego. Now, I can't understand why no one picked that up when I said it so fast. Uh, I will be on Brandon Nakashima. Not Fanini. There no. we go. So I can get it. I get yeah. it. Yes, yes, I get it. I will be on Brandon Nakashima, not <laughs> Fabio Fanini. <laughs> I apologize. Thank you for uh, doing that. Let, let, the, uh, let the hype train begin. The Chiefs have signed Josh Gordon. Yes, I was just going to say, Josh Gordon signed by the Chiefs. Uh Matt Nagy saying he doesn't know which of his three quarterbacks will start this <laughs> upcoming week. That includes Nick Foles. And then the uh, the Jaguars trade uh, their cornerback Henderson to the uh, Panthers, C.J. Henderson, basically after the uh, J.C. Horn injury. Yeah. That that sort of is a, a quick turnaround and, on that. And a, and a, and a move that we, I, I like when an organization lets you know what their intentions are as well because the Panthers are like, yeah. we think we can win. We think we can win. We think we can win. So let's do it. Three, you know, all um, right. start so with the for me, baskets. you know, look. You guys, you know, we've said it already, but the the, the legs get home pretty easily for the Cardinals and the Browns. That was a, a just a massive decision on both of those for both of those to get home. Uh, not a ton of sweat in those, really. I mean, a little bit on the stupid field goal with the Cardinals, but even then, I got to be honest, with you, I, I, even then, I didn't, I never really felt like they were going to lose the game. I, I don't know, I didn't. I was not sweating it really at all. It, so. it, was, it was taking too long. I'll tell you that for me to be comfortable. It was definitely a bit of a sweat. I mean, they were they were losing. It was near but, the end of the third quarter before Trevor Lawrence threw that pick six. But once the pick six happened, yes, it was you, good to go. You, you kind of knew it was going to yeah. be. Uh, yeah, 
I run away from there. But Maybe yes. it was because there were like a, there were seven games and the golf going on in, in my house at the same time, and <laughs> yeah. I had seven different, I had eight different things that I was trying. So maybe that's why the sweat didn't really hit me. Uh, I, was, I was locked into that Cardinals game for sure because that one I think I had five teaser legs tied into, so that was big. Browns had a couple teaser legs. Plus, we were on the under in that game. That was the other. That defense. was the other tip of the cap to exactly. the Browns there as well to for doing exactly what we thought they were going to be able to do, which is dominate that offensive line of the Bears. Same thing for me. I sent fruit baskets as well, but I also sent it to the Chargers and the Vikings. Vikings for the teaser leg, Chargers for the outright, uh, although I had them against the spread. So Browns, Cardinals, Vikings, Chargers, fruit baskets to all for doing what you were supposed to do. Thank you. Fruit for you. <laughs> Matt, you have one with the... Uh, yeah, I, listen, it was, it, was, it was good. I mean... Every week, I put in a a multi leg a multi leg teaser. I also had the Packers anyway, and then I also had some props going into this game as well. Um, and then the sports books allowed me to get three to one on the Packers with Aaron Rodgers in order to go down and just get within field goal range. They have been shredding the defense pretty much at will all night long. And despite the and despite the fact that Don, Devontae Adams looked like he got knocked out cold in the middle of the game, um, was able yes. to come in and make two uh, really really huge catches on the final drive. Gets which them. was not flagged. Yes, which was which was not flagged after the weekend of just egregious flags everywhere. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I got Aaron Rodgers. This was the thing we were talking about heading into this game. Whenever we were whenever we were previewing this on Friday, was hey look. It was a guy that didn't play all offseason, right? Yeah, he looked rusty in the first game. He's had three weeks now to kind of get back into the swing of things. He is one of the, I'm not, not the, he is one of the best players to ever play the position that we've ever seen. He was not going to go down without a fight here. And then him, his relationship with Devontae Adams is one of the most ridiculous things. I, like, we'll see. It's, it's just... He throws the ball, and Devontae Adams just knows where it's going and what it's going to be. So anyway. I, I, I was thinking more about that watching that game last night. Like, I don't care. Like, Aaron Rodgers is an, is an all-time great quarterback, but the way he's, he's done a better job with some of these receivers over his career of, like, Devontae Adams, I think, is a really good wide receiver. I don't know if he's, like, as good as he is on another team because we've seen that before with guys like Jordy Nelson, right? Right. And like, it's amazing what Aaron Rodgers does with some of these guys, and they are – I mean, yes, Matt, absolutely incredible duo. It's just funny how he makes you think that. He's so good, he makes you wonder well, that about these wide receivers. They just they just have this thing. that they He knows exactly when Roger's going to throw a back shoulder. He knows exactly when he's not going to do it, and he's going to go, like because he feels like he's got him beat, and he's going to go deal. It's just they've got that thing that, you know, I mean, that's the reason why they apparently they asked him before the game because it's all, basically all but known they're both going to go there separate ways, you know, or they're at least both going to leave, you know, Green Bay. And they're like, do you want, do you want to try to go wherever Aaron goes? And he's like, I mean, it's certainly a thought, you know, I mean, if you can just kind of keep that going wherever, wherever that ends up. And then I'll take Matt Nagy here. Um, this was the, the cruise fest of, of the weekend was going against this Bears team. One, he did exactly what we thought he was going to do. And then two, he refused to make any adjustments whatsoever throughout the course of the game, despite the fact that his offensive line was getting absolutely dominated the entire time. He didn't do anything to try and make it easier on Justin Fields at all. And with that, we were able to cruise home, not on the teaser leg, but on the under as well. There was never a chance that that Bears offense was going to be able to do 
anything this is, at all. This is my favorite fruit basket coming <laughs> yes. up. Sending it to a computer screenshot. Right. Same game parlays, man. And so I don't have, we don't have DraftKings here. You guys do. So you're able to make your own. We do have a book here in town that will make them for you. So they'll, they'll kind of like pre-make them yeah. for you. So I have to pick and choose. I'm not able to go in and make my own. But if you have a good feeling about how, how a game is going to go, if you have a strong, strong, strong conviction as to how a game is going to go, these things, I cannot believe they let us do these things. I mean, like it, it, you can sit there, and if a game plays out the way that you want it to play out, you can string together these incredibly highly correlated bets, and they allow you to do it. Give an example. So, for example, okay, last night, there was Aaron Rodgers throws for uh, – Two fit two hundred and fifty uh, two hundred and two hundred thirty yards. So, anyway, so Aaron Rodgers has X amount of yards. Devontae Adams has a hundred plus yards and a touchdown, and it was like plus four fifty oh or whatever. So, so it's like if Aaron Rodgers throws for two hundred and fifty plus yards, then he has one dominant receiver in in Devontae Adams, who likely is going to be the recipient of most of those yardage and then him getting the end zone. I mean, you just, you're kind of like taking a, so, so you went to them as if you were requesting a Marvin Gaye record and said, give me this, this, and this and make a price for me. Well, no, that's what no. you can do at draft. That's what you can do at draft points. Bad. Okay. Or, you know, at DraftKings, you can do that. That's why I'm saying like, if you can, if you can find these things and piece these things together, yes, Kelly, you've said before, the disclaimer is you don't get paid out exactly what you would at a normal, yeah. but the fact that they let you do it's it incredible. at all is insanity. I mean, it's, I'll, it's, I'll, it's I'll insane. You, I'll give you a even more directly correlated example. You could go in tonight, and, mm-hmm. and like I was looking at this at points bet. Not all the places let you do all the things that points bet allow you to do, but you could go in and bet Zeke anytime touchdown score parlay it with Zeke to score two plus touchdowns, and you know Zeke over fifty yards rushing or whatever. Things that are absolutely directly correlated, right? If he gets two touchdowns. And any time touchdown with two touchdowns. He obviously got one touchdown if he got two touchdowns, right? You can bet that. But now, (laughs) like what Matt just said, just check the payout price. This is what I was brought up on the show a couple weeks ago where gambling Twitter was up in arms over the parlay price not being the right parlay price. I'm like, well, (laughs) they're, they're, they're cutting down the price a bit because they're allowing you to parlay that. Yes. Well, well beyond the, in other words, making up for it and more. Right. By just allowing you I mean, to do it. This, this, Gil, you and I are old enough to remember where they wouldn't even, they wouldn't let you oh. tease the same game. Oh, like, I know. Like, I remember. Because, uh, because of the correlation and stuff like that. So much less like, like Kelly's saying, like being able to say, oh, the guy gets over 75 yards and he gets a touch. Like, I mean, those are highly correlated plays. I mean, it's, it's right. crazy. So, so Kelly, yeah. you and me last 90 seconds here. Ready? Here is my fruit basket. Uh, first to Uber Urquhart for winning winning a tournament mm. yesterday in Mets. I'm going to say that's Kazakhstan. I also just want to sh- send a shout-out to uh, other tennis players around the globe this past week, um, and I'll just list them. Jill Teichman, uh, James Duckworth, Sai Sai Zhang, Madison Brangle, Peter Goyowich. I know those names don't mean anything to you, but if you only knew, and I don't care that they don't mean anything <laughs> to you, fruit baskets for all internationally. Kelly, what do you got? Last but not least, Team USA Ryder Cup. I barely even watched it yesterday, Matt, because it was in the bag. Betting was in the bag. All I had was the pre-tournament futures on it. I bet a couple months ago, minus 145, minus 165. This should have been minus 250 or plus. Talent on the U.S. team was far, far superior. That's all my handicap was, and that's all that needed to pay off. They dominated in almost every aspect. And it's a whole bunch of 20-somethings as well. And so it didn't didn't go anywhere anytime soon, like as far as the price and stuff. 19 to 9. 
Only needed 14 and a half. The U.S. runs away with the Ryder Cup. Uh, okay, we'll come back. Since it is an NFC East clash tonight between the Cowboys and the Eagles, we'll look at NFC East odds. And uh, a little more to say about that Packers-Niners finish. We'll do it next on Prime Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare hi i'm michael rapaport and i'm kibi rapaport and together we're hosting rapaport's Rappaport's reality podcast We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action. Thank you to Bert Musburger for the intro there. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. Thanks for watching us tonight on MSG Plus. Football, oh, about 35 minutes away between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Uh, we'll get to some NFC East odds here momentarily. Just wanted to say about the. Uh, the Niners and the Packers, the third of the three fantastic finishes yesterday. We touched on it briefly, but I don't think we gave it enough juice. 
37. So the Niners flag-aided, very flag-aided, matriculate the ball down the field and get a touchdown with 37 seconds left. Packers have no timeouts left. They do not mortar kick. I'm going to keep saying this when it's like less than 40 seconds left in the game and the other team needs a field goal or a touchdown, but specifically on a field goal, they do not mortar kick. Just want to say that again. Let the hate wash over me if you disagree. I don't care. You could take some time off the clock or pin them. They did not do either. They throw it. They kick it through the end zone. So Aaron Rodgers gets the ball. Again, his name is Aaron Rodgers. The first play on first and 10 is a 25-yard teardrop over Warner's outstretched hands right into where Devontae was. Just the most unbelievable pass you're likely to see. And the the camera angle from behind Rodgers makes it look even more incredible, what he's seeing and how he's able to connect that. Um, There's one other big play there. Obviously, the last big pickup was a 17-yarder to Devontae Parker. It's really only two plays. There were five plays because there were some incompletes. But really, those were the two big chunks of yardage. Mason Crosby, 51-yarder. I'm with you that the Lions did nothing wrong Mm -hmm. because there was 104 left in the clock in that game. 104 left on the clock. They did nothing wrong. The Lions did exactly what they were supposed to. And if you're the Lions, if you can put points on the board, you better do it, right? It's kind of like, like, it's not one of those where uh, these other teams where you're super confident. It's like, if you're the Lions and you can put points, you better better score them. And you did get them into a fourth and 19 situation. Mm. They're not supposed to convert that, even if you are the Lions. On the other hand, with the Niners, I don't know if they did every, I don't know if that was exactly how I would have played it. Because you do have to ask yourself, all right, if we milk this to the end, what are the chances that a chip shot field goal is not going to go in versus the chances of Aaron Rodgers crushing us, ripping the soul out of us with no timeouts and 37 seconds left on the clock? And again, we should have mortar kicked it, but we didn't. I, I think in that case, I, I do have to like say, I, I don't think the Niners played it perfectly. I think they scored, they, they scored too quickly. As it turns out, they did. It, it's, not, it's not anybody but Aaron Rodgers on the other side. If it was a mere mortal, then I would say, eh, maybe not. Yeah, but he just does it all. That that's one of those, you know, in a in a Hall of Fame when he's inducted in the Hall of Fame and they show his his montage when he gets inducted. That one goes on there as well. The the other thing that in that that was that I you know a little bit of a head scratcher. I understand playing a zone. I understand you don't want people to get behind you. I get all of that. But when you've got one one guy like like. It's De- it's Devontae Adams, right? right. Like, like, not putting one guy on him and then just having everyone else in zone or something like that. Like, to me, if they beat you with Alan Lazard, they beat you with Alan Lazard, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, I, I don't – that was the only thing that was just baffling to me, that the one guy that everyone in the whole wide world knew that they were going to throw the ball to got the ball twice way down the field in order to set them up to be able to do that. It's incredible. And Mason Crosby comes through. That's the other thing I just want to point this out. Let this be the first time I say it this year, if I haven't said it before. Because I know I brought it up on a numbers game lots of times in primetime action last year. We do not talk about field goal kickers enough. Right? It's like the, the non-sexiest, the, the least sexy thing to talk about in football. But for every Justin Tucker and Mason Crosby that are out there, there's 10 guys that aren't that good mm-hmm. and aren't that clutch. And in the end, so many of these games come down to the foot of your kicker. And it's amazing how many franchises, I'm looking at you, Los Angeles Chargers, can't get a kicker to work year after year after year after year. It's unbelievable. So it's such a big part of the game, and we don't make enough of it. 
And I know from this point forward, we're not going to, we're still not going to make enough of it, but it's so big. And Mason Crosby does it again. Because those Aaron Rodgers, a lot of those uh, game-winning drives obviously don't happen without Mason Crosby coming through. Tonight's game, the Eagles and the Cowboys, NFC East battle, where the Cowboys are three-and-a-half-point favorites at Dallas. It's the one-and-one Cowboys and the one-and-one Eagles. Washington loses yesterday to Buffalo badly. They're one-and-two. Giants lose to the Falcons. They're 0-3. Sorry, Giants fans. I had to remind myself who won that game over and over yesterday. I was like, oh, Atlanta won. That's right. So Cowboys tonight, they're minus 150. Heading into tonight, minus 150 to win the division. The Eagles at 1-1, one one, plus 350. Washington, as I mentioned, falling to 1-2, and 4-1, and then the Giants, 16-1. to one. Win totals, again, pregame between the Cowboys and the Eagles. 9.5 for the Cowboys, 6.5 for both the Eagles and Washington, 4.5 for the Giants. And then you see the associated NFC and Super Bowl odds. Anything here? Because I'm going to say no. I mean, no. The only thing I would say is if – if you like the Eagles, then you need to play it now. You need to play it before kickoff because if they happen to win tonight, then this this number is going to be gone maybe for good. I don't know. I mean, you know, it seems like there's a, a, a non-zero possibility that the Eagles can figure out a way to kind of scrap wins back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And if that's the case, you're not going to get 350 again on this division. So that would be the only advice I would have here. Not a bet to be made for me in this one, really. That said, it is – going to be interesting to monitor both of these teams and and see how you know they match up with each other because it's it's a it's a different type of game tonight than what these two teams have played in their first two games so it's a it'll be a it's a really interesting kind of like a strength on strength weakness on weakness type yeah. thing that's going to be going on tonight and so I, I'm pretty interested to see how it all plays out yeah this is uh I, I mean I agree I think the only thing you could bet here was would be Eagles to win the division pretty confident in this Eagles team uh, I mean, the Cowboys, problem is you just don't know about, enough about this team yet. I think the lay minus 150 in this division is playing. Washington's not completely dead. I'm not willing to write them off at all. Uh, and, and this, I mean, this game tonight, we're going to find out a lot about this division. Matt and I are on opposite sides. We didn't really talk about the, get what we are on uh, bets for the game. We talked props, but I, I'm laying three with the Cowboys. You're taking three and a half with the Eagles. And, and kind of like you said, we're really kind of battling here with strength on strength, right? We think... You, you think Eagles defense is probably going to be able to slow down the Cowboys offense? I don't really think they're going to be able to. I think we're going to learn a lot about these teams after tonight. The Eagles are a team that I didn't think was going to be very good heading into this year, and they've more, they more than surprised week one. And I think they've got a chance uh, tonight to make a major statement in this division. But, yeah, I think, I think that's the only bet you could make is if you're really high on the Eagles, is betting that division price right now. Yeah. I, th- I Listen, it's an NFC East game. These can go anyway. There is just nothing historically about these matches. I know it's different teams in different years, but it's the NFC East. And I honestly, this is not a game I would ever gravitate towards betting. But because it's standalone, it's sitting out there, people want to bet it. And I'm not saying I won't get involved at some point during this game. But we'll talk about why you guys are oppo a little bit uh, next segment between uh, these two teams. Again, starts at about 8.20 Eastern, 5.20 Pacific. Uh, I want to talk uh, real quick about the most marquee of matchups yesterday, Tampa Bay and the Rams. Does your thinking, now we all have Rams tickets, futures tickets. Mm-hmm. I have the NFC. I think you have both NFC and Super Bowl and, and the division as division, well. You yeah. have them every which way. And Stafford MVP. And Stafford MVP. I have Justin Herbert MVP now. So you, but you also believed that the Buccaneers going into this game were the best team in football. I did. Does your opinion on that change at all here? I think a little bit. That said, we, I, you know, 
I don't want to downplay. I don't want to downplay what Antonio Brown being out means to this to this team. I, I don't want to downplay that because having that one extra weapon out there, and and honestly, what he does for this team as well, like what he the the type of routes that he can run, the moving the chains type routes and things like that. It, it's 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 certainly not. I don't want to sit there and brush it off. But that said, I mean, look. He's out there. Does that change the results yesterday? I don't know if it does because one of the things we were saying going into that game was like, why can't we figure out? Why can't they figure out how to just neutralize Cooper Cup and then from there, you know, let everything else play out? They could not. Cooper Cup did whatever he wanted to. Do. Cooper Cup, Cooper by the Cup way, might a, be the a, most underrated like wide receiver in the whole NFL. Well, I, I don't think he's even underrated anymore. I was going to. I joke every week. I'm like, and apparently the unstoppable Cooper Cup now. Yeah. You know, we talk about uh, Darren Rogers, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I'm not sure the Matthew Stafford Cooper Cup connections not as powerful. Yeah, the so I was watching some guys yesterday on Twitter who obviously know way more about all this stuff than I do, who are who are actually you know wide receiver coaches and stuff, and they were saying the route tree that he can run and and his precision on his routes and the things he can do is is some of the best in the NFL currently mm-hmm. out of any in, out of anybody. He he can run every route, he can do whatever you ask him to do, but mainly. Just finding ways to get open in the various in, in the various coverages and stuff. Like they were they were just everybody was like it's blown away. It doesn't matter what you do to him, it's the guy knows how to do it. And like it, you saw that yesterday for sure. Um, let me just go real real quick. Oh, we have to go to break, so we'll do it mm-hmm. after the break. When we talk about the Eagles and the Cowboys, we'll do a full preview in case you missed why these guys are on the bets that they're on. And I just want to pick off game by game yesterday that we haven't spoken about yet, and just get your real brief thoughts on each because mm-hmm. there's a lot to talk about. The Steelers, uh, the Bills. Oh, we could talk about so many of these games, um, and we will. The Broncos, for real or not for real? Um, we'll get to it all. Veasan's primetime action on a Monday night. The Eagles and the Cowboys set to begin uh, here in about twenty-five minutes. Looking for bets in-game in addition to the pre-game bets, right here from the South Point in lovely Las Vegas, Nevada. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.